Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Well, hello, hello, good afternoon to a new edition of Lunch with the Shark. And today we have a very, very special guest. Uh, he's my co-host, the Shark. The little Miguel Angelito shark. How are you, Miguel Angel? Bien. In English. How are you? Good. Good. Well, we have him today because he actually is going to talk to us about something that happened yesterday that happened in 32 years, which is what? What happened yesterday? That put that Dodgers play. The Dodgers played, and what happened with them? They won. What did they win? The World Series. They won the World Series after mm -hmm. how many games? Games or years? Games. How many games? They had a, a series of six or seven games? Six. Six. And how many of those they won? Four. They won four games, and they could have won before, right? But they committed several mistakes there, and they, they extended the series by one game. Mm -hmm. And they won after six games. They won their third title, second, third title? Mm -mm, like six. Their sixth title in 32 years. Mm -hmm. So they broke down a, a, uh, a little bad uh, omen there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So what, what's, your, what's your opinion about yesterday's game? What do you think about the, the, the pitcher? What do you think about the team? I thought that you were a Padres fan. So what happened? Because yesterday you were sort of cheering on for the, the the Dodgers. So tell us. What? I like Tampa Bay too. You like what? Tampa Bay. You like Tampa Bay? So why are you wearing a Padre, uh, a Dodger hat? Because I don't have the Tampa Bay. <laughs> But they won, right? Mm -hmm. So are you happy that they won or what happened? Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're not going to us about the, the the game at all well i think that uh, his brain is fried after having uh attended classes today so well uh san diego for the for the next two weeks we're going to continue on the uh well it's not purple red red uh level so 25 restaurants open and hair salons, massage parlors, movie theaters continue open. So good for that, good for the economy. And uh, just just don't bring down your guard. Keep up the good, uh, uh, um, the good things that you're doing. Cover your mouth if you believe in that. Don't cover your mouth if you don't believe that. But just take care of yours. Take care of your family. And uh, fuck everybody else. So today... Uh, on continuing with a series about business entities, we're going to share mistakes that can break in peers the corporate bail. Remember, I am not an attorney and I am not providing legal advice. I am just telling you our opinion, my experience, and everything that we've seen during my experience as an accountant, <laughs> what has happened when a company pierces its corporate veil. So 
Again, remember, consult with your attorney um, if you have questions about piercing the corporate veil. But remember a couple of days ago, I actually uh, compared the corporate veil as the protective shield that the Millennial Falcon has on Star Wars or the protective shield that any of the ships from the Empire has. So if you've seen the movies, neither uh, most likely no, uh, um, what is it, laser or, or bomb penetrates the uh, Millennial Falcon, right? So that's the corporate bail. That's the protection that you have when you have a business entity. Now, there's different ways that you can actually lose it. And I'm going to share a story, a true story about what happened to someone that they actually pierced the corporate veil. They thought they had not pierced it because, you know, this and, and of course, you know, and we tend to pay attention to our advisors. So this story, uh, it's about, and I'm going to change the names to protect uh, uh, privacy, but this people used to have a, a big, big nursery, okay? And it was a family-owned business, which is most of the times when businesses pierce their corporate veil. So it was a run business, family-owned business, and they actually utilize the company's account as their own accounts. Bus uh, business trips here and there. Uh, they, the husband and the wife were only on payroll, <laughs> but the company had five cars, one for each of their kids and one for each of them, five cars. And uh, entertainment, on Sundays, meals and entertainment for several weeks, not in not in the, the uh, city where the company was registered. Um, so you can imagine, very, very cleared personal transactions run through the business, which is most of the times what, what corporate bill. So they actually had a lawsuit from an employee and it was an employee that had no idea about their business practices. So he filed a lawsuit through the labor board. They lost it. And then he tried to collect through the regular court system. The attorney being knowledgeable, he actually requested the bank records from the company. The only purpose of doing so was to pierce the corporate veil. Once the court got a hold of the bank statements and the court saw those transactions, they actually requested evidence and supporting documentation to validate that those transactions were in fact business-related. Obviously, the owners from the company were not able to provide or produce any evidence whatsoever in regards to a trip to Europe that had to do anything with the business. Okay. Therefore, the court found that 
they had the corporate veil. What happened there? You'll say, so what the fuck are you about? Let me tell you. They owned their house in clear and they had other properties. I, the court eliminating their business protection, their personal assets became part of the lawsuit. They actually had to foreclose on their property to pay the employee. So they lost everything <coughs> from that lawsuit. It actually just turned into big uh, ball of snow and they actually went bankrupt. That little thing made them lose their business. Huh. You just can't have an LLC. The most important thing about it, having an LLC, a corporation, or any business entity, it's to use it correctly. To use it correctly. Okay? I want to share three biggest mistakes you can make when using the LLC. And these are the biggest, okay? Because I have a list of other 10 items that I can just go through them. The first of all, the first and the most common is not keeping personal and business expenses separated. Commingling funds. I completely understand that your business, it's your business, right? It's yours. Nobody is denying the money that it's in the business account. It's yours. It's not yours to take. It's for the business to utilize. If you want to take that money from that business account, either you pay yourself payroll, either you, you, you produce an OU, because the company can lend you money as, as a shareholder or member, you can get dividends. You can just call a meeting, a meeting and uh, request dividends. Have the company disperse dividends and you just get dividends, right? But you cannot just go ahead Open your credit, open your wallet, pull out your business credit card or business debit card and pay for your own life. That's not right. That's not correct. Okay. So the best way to do this is to open two checking accounts for your business. Two checking accounts will help you manage the business money. One account should be only for income only for income and another account should be always utilized just to run expenses twice a month and yes only twice a month you should transfer enough money to cover all of your expenses this will help you manage your cash flow better so you will not feast or famine during the month don't commingle your personal and business finances. At the end of the month, if you do not even prepare accounting, if you don't even have a, a profit and loss, whatever remains on the funding account or your revenue account or your income account, whatever's left there, that's sort of all for you. You can actually take all that either in a way of a payroll or dividends or loans okay 
I don't recommend you draining that bank account. Yes, I don't recommend it because the business could suffer and will suffer because of cash flow. The best way for you to get funds is put yourself on a payroll. Remember, we spoke about that yesterday. As corporation benefit, you must be in a payroll and actually will help you reduce your taxes. Number two, not staying up to And in the worst case scenario, your company can be subject to suspension or automatic dissolution through the state where it's registered. All the work that you put into keeping your business and personal finances separate will not matter if you don't stay up to date with your filings. Here, in this California, if your company is suspended, any agreement, contract, that you go into during that time, it's void and not be enforced, therefore making you personally responsible. <coughs> Meaning that if something were to happen during those agreements that you signed, you would not have the corporate protection or the entity protection, meaning that whomever you signed it with can actually go after you eliminating your responsibility and making you personally liable with your own assets. So if you sign a lease agreement thinking that your LLC is current active in the state and it comes to be that it was suspended the date that you signed that lease agreement, you actually signed that lease agreement in the personal. If you open a bank account, if you got a loan under the company, and your company was suspended, you are personally liable. Yes, the bank, if it's in default, they can go after your personal assets and not just the business assets. Be very careful because I've seen, I've seen people go bankrupt for lack of compliance. Number three, not using it as intended to get the tax benefits you have to use it correctly yes to you to get the most out of anything you have to use the things correctly you have to use things for what they were intended for i cannot just get this cap and i am so sorry to for you so you can see miguel angelito's hair uh i cannot use this cap as a short this cap is intended to cover Miguel Angelito's uh, hair, Miguel Angelito's head. I use it as a short. So that cap was intended for that purpose. So to maximize the benefits, you need to use it correctly. One of the parts of having an LLC, depending on how it's taxed, remember, an LLC, it's taxed immediately from the get-go as Schedule C, if it's a single member, meaning that it's just one member, one owner, it's taxed as a Schedule C if it's a husband and wife, okay? Or it's a partnership if it's between two different individuals, okay? But you can request to the IRS the benefit of having a tax as an S corporation or as a C corporation, okay? 
So depending on how it is taxed, it's payroll tax and payroll taxes on the pay. If you run the payroll and pay the taxes, having the tax advantage of an LLC, it's pointless. You cannot run payroll for yourself if you're Schedule C. You need to discuss this with your accountant or tax advisors, what a reasonable payroll should be for you as Remember what we said, how many people will take for <coughs> you to step out of your business and then they come in and do everything you do. 20, 50, 60, 100 grand, that's your reasonable payroll according to IRS regulations. It's, it's a very tricky situation because I know people that they want to run their reasonable salary and being minimum wage. I, I don't even think McDonald's pays minimum wage anymore. So uh, the IRS has an algorithm and they actually know what business you're in because when you actually request your tax ID number, they actually ask you three questions. So they know the average of the salary if you are an S corporation under your industry, okay? So let's say that you've done all those three things or maybe just one. What should I do? Well, the best thing is to create a new LLC and follow our advice on how to use it. That would be the best and optimum thing to do, okay? But I'm gonna give you three nuggets to fix or, or solve those three issues or those three examples that I gave you. The first one is, if you have commingled funds, if you have utilized business money for your personal use, do the following. Identify those expenses, reclassify those expenses into shareholder loans, creating a account receivable for the company, meaning that you're supposed to be paying for them. You owe that money to the company. Do not recognize them as an expense. That's the first thing to do. Second, if you receive payroll from the company, have them run the total amount that you owe to the company through your payroll. Consider it as one of your payrolls. Making this a personal expense, fully deductible, and you can actually avoid falling into losing your corporate bail. Number one. So I gave you the solution for that issue. Now, it's not that you can do it every month or every other year. No, 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 no. Remember, your business account, it's owned by the company, not by you. Okay? Your kits are not owned by you. They're your kits. Okay? But they're independent from you. So that's how you need to see your company. It's independent from you. You own it, but it's not yours. Okay? It's independent from you. Now, if your company, it's suspended by the state where it's registered, the first thing to do is you need to find out why the company is suspended. Most likely, it's going to be suspended by two things. 
One, you did not file your annual statement properly or you owe state taxes. So what you need to do is you need to file that annual statement or tax return and or pay those taxes. As soon as you do that, you need to contact the Secretary of State and request a reinstatement of that entity. In the state of California, they will ask you if you are going to sign an agreement or sell a property because they have priority. If not, it will probably take between four to eight weeks for the company to come alive again. During that time, you are actually forbidden of signing any agreement because it would not be enforceable, it would not be legal, okay? And second, not running payroll if you're an S corporation. So what you need to do is, you're actually taking money every month, every week, every other week from the business. And you're calling it uh, equity shareholder distributions, most likely, right? So what you need to do is, you actually consider a 60-40 ratio, meaning 60% of those distributions must be run through an analyzed payroll, meaning that at the end of the year, if you pulled out $100,000 from your company, $60,000 must be run as payroll and taxes must be paid, making this your company compliant and, uh, and, and being in order with the S corporation election that you have selected. Okay. So I just gave you the solution to those three issues. Now, the best option here is to kill the company and start fresh. That will be my best recommendation. Now, some companies require special licenses and permits. It's a little bit complicated, but only an expert knows how to solve those issues without incurring in additional expenses. Now, here are three ways you can uh, make sure you keep the corporate bail intact. Open one business credit card. By opening one business credit card, it can help you keep you uh, have a line of credit in case you are short during the month. Help build up your business credit and provide you with the financial stability you may need to get your business started. Do not use this card for any personal expense. Keep it separate place. Look, in my wallet, my wallet, okay, I have two sites. This side, here it is. This side, it's my business site. And this side, it's my personal site. So it's not an easy, a, a difficult issue to identify which one, which site am I going to utilize. Now, what's complicated for most of us is, is this a business or a personal expense? Plain and simple. When in doubt, run it through your biz, personal site, through your personal site, okay? Then ask your accountant, your advisor, to see if that's a business expense. If it's a business expense, your accountant knows how to run a reimbursement for you. 
So what you need to do is just save the receipts and submit it for reimbursement. Reimbursements are non-taxable. Reimbursement, it's not income, okay? So when in doubt, use your personal accounts and then get reimbursed, okay? Plain and simple. Number two, create a DVD, DBA under the business name. DBA stands for doing business as. Many counties and states require that you file your name publicly to let people know that you are opening a business under a specific name. Most people will know you as your common name versus your official business name. Okay? Number three, put all licenses, agreements, and contracts under the company name. Put all licenses, agreements, and contracts under the company name to keep your personal information as far away from your business to help create a barrier between your business and personal finances at all times and all permits. Licenses, agreements, and contracts should always be under the business name. And I'm going to throw a nugget that it's going to help a lot of people when signing those agreements. Remember, this is only based on experience. Consult with your attorney. We are not providing you legal advice. The way you need to sign the agreements is, and I'm going to utilize my name as an example. I sign Vidal Espinosa, the name of the company, Invictus Advisors, Coma LLC, and Chief Financial Officer. Whatever, what I'm saying there is that I am Vidal Espinosa, the person who's signing, representing the company Invictus Advisors, Coma LLC. Okay, I can actually add a registered company in the state of California. I can actually add that if I wanted it. And my title as an officer of the company, not an owner, but an officer. I have special powers based on the minutes of organization that I can actually sign agreements on behalf of the company. Right. So I'm actually stating my title in the company, my position in the company, maybe managing member, maybe chief executive officer, whatever your title is. So that's the proper way to sign any binding legal agreement. Remember, consult with your attorney prior to doing so, okay? So that's the best way to protect you and separate, separate your personal life from your business life. You don't want surprises on somebody knocking on your door. There is Captain Crunch. <laughs> he thinks there's somebody at the door. Captain, Captain. So you don't want surprises on having your personal assets, your state, everything that you've worked for being part of a lawsuit because you missed a couple of things here and there running your business. Okay. So have you heard about the financial pulse? It is our bi-weekly newsletter. I know you're thinking, I get enough email. Why should I sign up for this one? 
Well, it is not your typical newsletter. There is very little text, just small hello from me, and it has videos, travel tips, food recommendations, and a little bit about business. This is not about business. This is about information, purging uh, your day, purging your week. You can sign up at Invictus-Advisors slash The Pulse. So today's quote comes from a South Africa revolutionary, political leader, and philanthropist, Nelson Mandela. Do you know who Nelson Mandela is? You don't know who Nelson Mandela is, Miguel Angelito? Yeah, wow. I put in. In English. He's, he's heard about them, but okay. So Nelson Mandela, he said, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but triumph over it. The brave man, it's not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Wow. That's a deep quote for a... Wednesday morning. But you know what? Don't be fearful about starting your business. Don't be fearful about getting your hair dirty and going at it in your business. So it's been great seeing you. Have a good afternoon. Bon appetit. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Lunch with the Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and LinkedIn.